have a very simple Rails application here called Grocery List, and all you do is just type in something here that you want to get at the store, click Return, and then it loads a new page and adds that item to your list. And you can add as many items to this list as you want. Now the problem is that when we go to the store and try to access this site from our mobile phone, we might not have reception, and therefore we can't access our grocery list. So it would be nice if we could make this grocery list so it's available offline as well. And let me show you how to do that here. Now here I'll be demonstrating this on the desktop, but generally you only want the mobile version of your site to be available offline. That can really simplify the process as well. So I recommend you check out episode 199 where I show you how to make a separate version of your site dedicated for mobile devices. This way you can make that version a lot simpler and it will be easier to make it so it's available offline. Now to get our site working offline, we'll be using a technique introduced in HTML5 called the cache manifest. And one of the best sources of documentation on this is this site right here, Dive into HTML5. And I'll link to this in the show notes. But really, I highly recommend you read all of this because there's a lot of details and how this all works, and I can't cover everything here inside this episode. Now the first step is to create our cache manifest. And there's a gem called Rack Offline that can help with this. All you have to do is create a new route, and point it to our Rails Offline Rack application. And that way, you get this when you go to this URL, it'll generate a cache manifest for you with some default settings. All right, let's give this a try inside our grocery list application here. The first step is to go to your gem file and add the Rack Offline gem. And you'll want to run the bundle command to get it installed. Next, go inside your routes file and add that line that was in the documentation. Basically, this will point our application manifest URL to our Rails offline route. Let's see what it does. So now when we point our browser to that URL, you can see that this returns a cache manifest file. And this file instructs which files should be downloaded in order for our application to work offline. The uh, default behavior by Rack Offline is to just include the various files inside your public directory as you can see right here. And this default behavior will work for you know some small applications, but if you want to customize this behavior, uh, check out the README for Rack Offline and you can uh, further change which files should be included inside this cache manifest. Now notice at the top of this file, there's a hash, and Rack Offline uses this to identify this specific revision of the cache manifest. Now in development mode, this hash is going to change every time we hit reload. So if we hit reload a few times here, Notice that this changes every time. Now in production mode, however, this hash is only going to change when the files themselves change. So keep that in mind, because when this hash changes, that's basically going to instruct the browser that the cache manifest has changed and to re-download all of these files. This is going to happen with every request in development mode, but in production, it's only going to happen when one of these files has changed. All right. Even though we have a cache manifest, we still need to instruct our application to use it. And we can do that by going to the HTML tag in your layout file and adding the manifest option and passing in the URL. So in this case, it's application.manifest. So what this means is that every time a user visits a page with this manifest option, it will download all of the assets for this manifest and also attach the current page to that manifest so that it'll be available for offline browsing. So let's try this out. When we go to our grocery items page and hit enter, right when we go there, it's going to go download all the assets inside our application manifest cache file, and it's also going to attach this page itself to that manifest. So now it's available for offline browsing. 
To demonstrate how this works offline, I'm just going to stop our Rails application. And so now when we open a new window and go to our page again, hey, it still works because it's using our offline cache even though our Rails server is down. But we do have a problem, and that is if we try to reload this page, notice that, well, it looks like our style sheet file isn't loading properly. And actually all of our external files won't load properly because if we inspect uh, our page here, notice we have some errors and it's saying that it cannot load these resources because it does not know that they are from the cache because of the, uh, the timestamp that Rails adds to the asset files here. It doesn't know that these should be fetched from the cache because it thinks it's a different file than the one without the timestamp. To solve this problem, we can remove those timestamps entirely by setting an environment variable. Uh, what it is is the Rails asset ID environment variable, set it to an empty string, and that will disable those timestamps. Uh, you could really do this anywhere, but I chose to do it inside the application.rb config file. So to get this working, you'll then need to start up your Rails server and visit it a couple times to refresh the cache. And then once you do that, you can turn off the Rails server, which is what I've done here. And then when I go to that page, it will now work. Even when I hit reload, it'll still load those assets from the cache properly because there's no timestamp on that uh, those assets here. Notice all these assets. They don't have that timestamp anymore. So for the rest of this episode, let me start up our server again so that we can simulate online browsing and I'll show you a few gotchas there. One thing that you'll quickly realize is that changes you make in your application uh, won't take effect immediately. For example, let's say we wanna change the name of this button here. So here's the code for that index action. It's really simple and here's our submit button. So let's just change it to add. So now when we go to our site and hit reload here, you would expect to see those changes take place. But notice we still have our old add item button here. The reason we don't, we don't have our new changes is because it's returning the cache version of the page even though our server is online. Uh, that is because it's not going to wait to see if our server is online or offline. It's just going to return the cache immediately. Then in the background, it's going to check the cache manifest to see if it's updated and then download uh, all the necessary files if it has changed. So in this case, if we hit reload again, at this point it's re-downloaded the new files. If we hit reload again, it's going to show us the next cached version, which is the correct one with those changes. So this means when you make a change in development, like change our button again here, you should get in the habit of hitting reload twice in order to make those changes take effect. Another problem you might run into is when your cache manifest tries to point to a file which you've renamed or removed. For example, we have our public directory here, and if I remove this uh, 422 file, then our manifest won't work. Let me demonstrate that by making a change here. Let's remove the word item in our button again. So now we can go into our browser and hit reload all we want, and we'll never see this updated add item button because our manifest has a problem. It's aborting halfway through when it gets to that 422 file that we removed, so it never ends up updating the cache for our grocery list. Even though we're online, we're still not going to see our changes. This kind of problem can be really annoying to debug because there's no sign that an error is taking place with your cache manifest. So to help with this, I recommend adding some JavaScript to listen to the error event on your application cache object, so that way you can detect it and handle it better. So I'm in my application JavaScript file here and I have jQuery loaded, so I'm just going to use that. I'll just add a bit of code here to listen to the window application 
uh, cache object uh, bind to the uh, error event on here. And then inside of here, I'm just going to display an alert message. You can really do whatever you want. I'll just say uh, there was an error when loading the cache manifest. There we go. And then we'll try it out. Now for the current problem, this wouldn't show up because it's not going to load the updated JavaScript cache because our cache manifest isn't working. But the next time you run into this problem, it should display this error message so that you know the cache manifest failed to load, so it's not going to show you the updated changes. Now to resolve this problem, you just have to restart your development server because uh, Rack Offline some, for some reason doesn't detect those file changes and restarting it works. And now we should be back in business. When you make a change in development, a couple reloads later, it should show up in the browser. Now there are some problems with offline caching that you may only notice in production and not in development. For example, what if we add an item to our grocery list here, such as eggs? Now this dynamically changes this page based off of the database. And if we hit reload here, well, it seems to work in development, but what if we try it in production? Now to show you this problem here, I'm just going to make a change in development mode by setting cache classes to true in my development.rb file, but I recommend you thoroughly test in the full production mode as well. So now after restarting our server with that change, uh, let's try adding a new item to our grocery list, such as chunky bacon. And it shows up there because that was a post request, but what if we reload our page here? Well, our item disappeared, and that's because this is referring to our cache now. And if we visit our cache manifest, we can see the source of this problem. And that is every time we hit reload, notice this hash here stays the same. Our cache manifest is not changing, which means our application doesn't know that uh, our files have been changed. So it's always going to pull from the cache. And this pr problem is only visible in production, not in development. So now the million dollar question is, how do we handle dynamic content like this on our pages? Well, this is a bigger issue than you might expect because we can't rely on the dynamic content to be inline in our HTML document because that's cached and it expects it to be more static. So what we can do is move this out and generate it dynamically through JavaScript. And that's what I'll be covering in the next episode.